fucking. I mean, the name's from here, so I appreciate. Welsh ass kissers. The movement, no, no, great people, great people. Some of the best people we've come into contact with on this tour are Welsh. Some of my best friends are Wales, okay? Thank you. Uh, Thank you guys for respecting the name. It is Welsh, and I've been for ages, and Dave, shut up for a little while here, but if I, for for ages now, I've been trying to spread the word of this name, and um, for some reason, it keeps getting lost in translation all over the world, really. And I, it took a while, and I finally was able to pinpoint. <laughs> Can we get Mike one off? Uh, I was finally able to pinpoint what happened. And you see, Dave, a huge asshole a few years ago, just started calling me Gary. And it is a disrespectful move to not only this country, but to this man. And so, yeah. If you so. aren't disrespecting Wales, you're not living. <laughs> so rude. So, I mean, he's in your country. You know what I mean? Yeah. Congratulations on whatever the fuck your words mean. You guys remember Dave? Hey, I have an idea. Oh, boy. What about 42 consonants in a row? Bro, you need to a raff, okay? A raff already. Uh, you want to shout out our guests that are here? What? So our guests? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, we've got some people from Extinction Rebellion here tonight, which we are very big fans of. So uh, yeah. if you do not follow or um, know about Extinction Rebellion, you should. Um, a lot of people are like, they're, they're doing too much. They're shutting down stuff. <laughs> Wait till you see what climate change does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get on board. Because, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, what comes after them, what comes after when they, when they stop just like blocking banks or roads, uh, yeah, you're going to want to get on board now. Yeah. Yes. Then it gets weird. Yeah. Much like the room right now. That's how I feel the depressive what? nature Climate of reality. Change. We're fine. Yeah. yeah. We live on an island. Yeah. 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 You're listening to the dollop. This is a bisexual American history podcast, sometimes Welsh. Each week, I read a story from Welsh slash American history to my friend. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. March 4th, 1800. The year of our Lord Jesus Christ. William Price. No one. He's here tonight. No one. Hey, Billy. No one. We'll see how the names go. I, uh... I've got a bad feeling. By the way, if you're worried about the names... There were some that I just took out because... <laughs> number one, crazy. But then number two... a. None of their none of their vowels make the same sounds as our vowels. None of their like W's or O's and fucking D's or and it's just all this fucking. There's a bunch of. I wanted to put in it like phonetically, like and then a cat hisses. Yeah. In the middle of a word. I understand the move to remove them then. 
Uh, so yeah, some I took them out because I couldn't even find online because you can find online the pronunciations or everything, but it. Yeah, that's not just for when all you're the like, Welsh words. When you're, when you're on like the translation, it's like I'm not going to do that. <laughs> what? I'm going to leave. Wait, where are you going? Well, some of them, like some of their words, are like M Y C H Y D R Y, and the and the pronunciation would be like my der fighter. Like, that's wrong. I know that's wrong, and fuck you. And the computer's gonna make an asshole out you of me. You need to get one of those. So like, I'm getting rid of this fucking word. You need to get one of those big like UN earpieces, like where it's just like <laughs> Thank you. And uh, anyway, you know that thing that Trump didn't use when he was nodding. Remember that, like two years ago, he was like nodding as someone was like speaking Chinese. He's like, exactly. What he just said in Mandarin is perfect. It's going to be a shame when he dies. So, uh, really, it's going to be a real big shame when he dies. Like, it's you mean really explodes. Upset. Explodes. When he pops. I've, I'm, yeah, I have party hats. Yep. Just waiting. <laughs> William Price was born on a farm in Monmouthshire. He had three alive older sisters. So just... I Just the other nine dead siblings that we're used to? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't count the dead ones. The nine who passed? But there were other ones that didn't make Obviously, the cut. Obviously, yeah. yeah. No. His father, also William Price, was an educated priest of the Church of England. Okay. His mother, Mary Edmonds, had been a maidservant before marriage uh, and was illiterate. Okay. Uh, she couldn't even sign her name. Okay. I mean, we don't need to disparage her. Well... She also probably was trying to sign it in Welsh, which is no gimme. <laughs> when they got married, it was controversial because Mary was of a very much lower class right. than William. And we Ooh, all know how. The nerve. You people Ooh. on... Yes, the nope. island feels Whatever you're that. born into, you stick into. Yeah. That's what we've said. Do not go up out of your class. Yeah, how dare you? Fucking animal. Come on. William's father had been an, uh, had an undiagnosed mental illness and became more erratic with each passing year. Okay. Uh, for instance, he would bathe fully clothed or naked in local ponds. Now, see, you swap those makes total sense. If right. you're going in the pond fully clothed, I get that. And bathing naked, sure. But you can't get in the pond nude and bathe in your clothes. Sometimes he would wear just a hat. Mm-hmm. That I get. Yep. On board. That I get. Yeah. For sure. That I get. It's cold. If he bathed naked, then when he was done, he would drop his clothes in the water after and then wear them around soaking wet. You know, I tried to stick with him. I really was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I'm, what I'm hearing is not okay. Um. He kept grass snakes in his pockets. Okay. <laughs> they probably didn't like his bathing habits. He'd carry them around until he could hide them in stones at his ancestors' tombs. I feel like this has been diagnosed. Uh, okay, so yeah, just a guy in wet clothes with snakes in his pockets that he's tossing in tombs. He would walk around with a saw and use it to remove bark from trees. Often going into other people's yards to do so. Sure, yep. Oh, God, the naked man with the hat and the snakes in his hands here. What's he doing? He's taking our bark again. I don't trust that. Then he would burn the bark while muttering swear words. You know what, Dave? I'll let you finish about him, and then we can sort of recap it and look back. And 
He spit on stones, believing it improved their value. Well, that's, that's been proven. That has been quartz. His behavior eventually became violent and a threat to locals. One time he shot a gun at a woman who said he was taking sticks from her hedge. Another time he threw a spear at a man. Yep. Yeah, okay, sure. I think we can sure, definitely yeah. say he had some sort of mental illness. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I definitely, that feels pretty close. In 1814, authorities went to court to prove he was insane. And were the... <laughs> was that over pretty quickly? Your Honor, I'd like to show you some snakes. Uh, no need. Uh, this is, yes, go with him. Go with that gentleman. Two, two servants testified that he, quote, carried his own excre- excrement around in his pockets. Well, the snakes need... Bur- burned <laughs> burned it on the fire and rubbed it on his head and the walls <laughs> saying it was paint <laughs> well so he kind of viewed it as a remodel <laughs> he was often quote running in the field just in his shirt or naked he was declared insane alright finally we though got he, there though he did have lucid periods okay uh, his kids were scared of him because he was painting the home in poo? Yeah. Well, your dad comes home with shit on his head. Yeah. And he's All like, right, I'm going to go to the bath with my clothes on. Hold my snakes, will you, boy? <laughs> hey, I got some good bark today, too. By the way, I threw a spear through a man earlier. Uh, How was your day? Did your kids learn at school? You want some poo for your hands? All right, tell your mom I said hi. Haven't seen her in a couple weeks. Uh, They spoke Welsh at home. It was a bit of a mystical area. They were near the ruined walls of Castellifan. A little ways off were the mysterious mounds on Manithmacha. To be expected. <laughs> as long as they just know slightly what I'm talking about, yep. that, that's yep. fine. I think 50% gets us there. There were also ironworks and mines, and, and, and industrialization was very present in the area. Okay. So, young William learned English when he went to school at 10. He only attended for three years and passed his exams. <laughs> exams? Yeah. Sure. Quote, William displayed unusual brilliance for one so young. Uh, that quotes from Dean Powell's biography on William Price, which pretty much all quotes will come from, unless I say otherwise. Uh, after school, he lived at home for six months. Sure. Because, you know, he's... 13. 13. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, honestly, the troubling part of that is the time. Uh, <laughs> uh, he was apparently influenced by his father because he started wandering the hills, uh, walking 10 or so miles a day, sometimes naked. If you're the mother, you're like... Oh, no. Mm. It's genetic. Here we go. William was scolded and threatened by locals, but he'd do the same thing the next day. Okay. So So he'd like to be naked. Sure, just like Pop. Yep. Uh, He wanted to be a doctor. He's going to need a lab coat. (laughs) He moved to Carfuli in eight... No? No? Okay. Carfuli? That's close. In 1814. <laughs> that man not accepting your yeah, compliment of yourself. 
Not at all. Ah, it was close. No, really. He moved to Carfilly. Uh, in 1814, he landed an apprentice gig with a very successful surgeon. Okay. Evan Edwards, just before he was 14. Okay, wow. So he's a real Doogie Howser. Yeah. Wow, did people actually get that? Oh, uh, that, that show traveled, Dave. Yeah. Uh, it's people like the underwhelming reaction was not because of location, it's because of era. <laughs> William was able to pay his tuition with money uh, different family members sent him. His uncle was also a reverend, and he advised William to stop learning to become a doctor because it was putting financial strain on the family. It's a different time. Yep. Others in the family wanted him to stop also, but William refused to quit and sought charity to get through the apprenticeship. It helped that his father had been declared a lunatic to get charity. It, it helped him get money because of his father's situation. Okay, right, yeah. During yeah. Uh, this time, he saw the diseases and sicknesses that were abundant in Wales... Death rates were high, diseases were endemic, and the poor lived with terrible sanitation in crowded areas. So this is 2019? (laughs) This is Los Angeles County 2019? (laughs) This is L.A. Uh, Some people just lived in alleys. Sure. I mean, probably there would be a time when you would tell me this part, and I'd be like, man, so crazy. Yeah. But But we live in a place where how many, what percentage of our population think the homeless should be arrested? 67%. 67% of people in Los Angeles County believe that the homeless people should be arrested. We're excited to go home. Yeah, liberals, it's cool when the liberals are fascists. Yeah, when the liberals are like, come on, I mean, what is their other option? Uh, Look at them trying to survive. How dare they? The nerve. Why can't I burn one? So he saw how the poor suffered more than others. Uh, his apprenticeship ended in 1820, and he moved to London to continue his medical education. And he's, he's what, 15? He's, yeah, something like that. <laughs> Great. Uh, he saw more suffering, uh, immigrants fleeing wars, packed into tenements. There were open sewers. People lived on the edge of starvation, diseases everywhere. So he learned from the best medical men of the time, quote, I passed the college and the hall in 12 months after I went to London, a thing never done by anyone before. Okay. So he's a smarty pants. Yeah, and he lets you know it. Yep. (laughs) William became a member of the Royal College of Surgeons of England at 21. He had other offers, uh, but he loved Wales and returned to set up a medical practice in Glintuff. Yeah. (laughs) That shut you up, didn't it? (laughs) Yeah, carefully. Yeah. Uh, He went, he met, he met William Crochet, Crochet, Crochet? Of the uh, very well, are they still wealthy people? I think that guy just wanted to say, yeah. Yeah. That's just a name. That could be anyway. He's like, yeah, yeah, he's a friend of mine. Uh, They own the ironworks at Mether and at Trevorist. Mether? Merther. Merther. Guys, this is going to be a long show. Okay. Go feed the meter or whatever you have here. Uh, uh, in June 1823, he was appointed... That you're leaving already? Yeah. That guy's like, oh, fuck like, this. He doesn't know how to say Carfilly? I'm out of here. Fucking butchering our language. Yeah. It's the old in, Welsh exit. <laughs> a wexit. Yeah. Go away. <laughs> in June 1823, he was appointed uh, the new surgeon to the... Crochets and uh, at uh, divorced, divorced. 
Uh, he was now set up to live a life of luxury, right? Yeah, of course. Doctor, great. But after all the suffering he'd seen, he was interested in helping the working classes. Mm. And now, I think someone's inherited their father's insanity. <laughs> <laughs> Quote, I regard as entirely the fault of their employers who give them far less attendance and care than they bestow on cattle. Oh, boy. So we're meeting a hero tonight. <laughs> he charged the rich way more than the poor and used that money to give the poor medical care. Yeah. Yeah. So it's he's like an early, well, early version of he's the early version of universal healthcare. It's yeah, right. Scott. Right. Well, which, by the way, I just think got is, mad. Well, it's, I mean, because that guy understands that we're just trying to build on Obamacare, which really yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, William preached vegetarianism, clean living, exercise, and eating good food. Wow. He thought yeah. smoking was bad for you. What? Back then, people were like, sir, are you out of your... <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> Whew, I need to lay down. Long, awkward sip. He, uh, he refused to see any patient who smoked. He refused to see them? Yeah. It was his okay. only, only line in the sand. He believed that medical care should be a basic right for everyone, and doctors should look at symptoms, poor lifestyles, and the effects of industrialization. Wow. He moved to the newly industrialized Daff Valley, where laborers elected him chief surgeon at the Brown Lennox Chain Works. He rented a house and spent quite a bit of time in Tavorist, which was, quote, a revolutionary town. A revolutionary town? Yeah, revolutionaries. <laughs> what do you mean? Not, is it not now? Is it like posh? Is it shit? Oh, it was considered like, like like-minded folk like him, you mean? Revolution, yeah. Like, right, and like now it's cons- where the rich live, is what we're saying? No, it's not. It's where... <laughs> Did you say it has a cinema? That's about it. That's pretty revolutionary. Doesn't every town have a cinema for the most part? No, okay, sorry. Oh, you guys, oh, okay. You guys don't have movies, yeah. okay? They're like, we just got Rain Man. It's so, it looks really good. And our new hit show, Doogie Howser, has just been tearing ratings up. They only show Doogie at the cinema here. <laughs> oh, the Doogie the movie? Yeah. Oh, look who comes crawling back. <laughs> People traveled very far to get treatment from William. Sure. And, quote, with his uh, <laughs> aristocratic looks, sparkling eyes, and strikingly handsome physique... As refined as a lady in fall matters pertaining to his profession, he was idolized by his female patients. Yeah, you lost me a little in the middle there, but basically yeah, yeah. like the female pa- patients are like swooning over yeah, him. Yeah, they want right. to fuck him. Right, okay, right, right. Yeah. So he's probably like the female smoking rate has dropped dramatically. That's right. <laughs> Hello. Uh, hi. <laughs> Is that what a woman sounds like? Mm, yes. <laughs> All right, fine. It's me, Ted. I'm still smoking. I needed to get an appointment. But I will bang you. He did not dress like other people in Wales at the time. He refused to wear socks. <laughs> saying, quote, stockings prevent the proper exhalation of the feet, which in consequence are kept damp. And the person who wears them is more liable to catch cold. My feet are always dry and warm. I like this philosophy. I'm on board with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would. I'm I don't know. It. So you think that you, your feet are kept dry and warm and no, I'm not on board with the whole thing, but I'm definitely I'm down to lose the socks more than okay. wear them. It yeah. just seems like you're walking around in wet all the time, though. Well, I mean, here, 
That's regular walking. <laughs> if someone gave him coins, he would wash them before he put them in his pocket. Mm, well, that's probably because he was used to wearing his dad's pants, which had poo in them. Uh, he was terrible with money and was always in debt. He's too busy washing it. In 1831, he was listed in the court for relief of insolvent debtors in Cardiff. Oh, wow. At the time, workers were fighting against the brutality of industrialization, and William started listening to left-wing ideas. Okay. Dangerous. Uh, with the workers there, he helped found the first co-op to help workers. Good Lord. Uh, the Merthyr Rising occurred yeah. in 1831. Yeah, yeah. Workers are fighting for uh, 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 against, sorry, against lowering wages and um, firings in long hours. Terrible if they were fighting yeah. for it. <laughs> what do we want? Ship pay. When do we want it? Immediately. Wait, what are we doing? <laughs> Men, women, and children worked fourteen-hour days. Jesus, it's like Hollywood. <laughs> After employers refused their demands, the workers stormed the town. They burned debt records and attacked an inn where uh, an employer meeting took place. Soldiers opened fire. Many died. Hundreds were injured. The workers took control of the city for eight days, and finally troops came in and put that down. Mm -hmm. This had a profound effect on William. He was a proud Welsh nationalist. He became more interested in Welsh culture, including the neo-Druidic movement. Hmm. Walk me through it, Daddy. Druidism was making a comeback. Okay. And it wasn't just Wales, but throughout the British Isles. In large cities, grand lodges of the ancient order of Druids were created to worship and celebrate Druids. <laughs> okay, so it's, yeah, it's having a renaissance, which is nice. Yeah. yeah. William became one of the many in the growing neo-Druid movement. It's a really catchy name, too. Neo-Druid? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds, it sounds like it's right-wing. Yeah. Yeah. He was invited to give a speech on Welsh history and literature at the Royal Eisteddfod in 1834. That's literally what it said on the computer. That's what the computer said. No? Eisteddfod. I mean, guys, I gotta be honest. I gotta like be honest. Like, I feel like that's language, what I said. It's like if English fuck German, <laughs> and then they yell at you something you think you said. That's the German part. That's why it's German. I stand fast, I stand foot. No, I stand foot. <laughs> what? Uh, I said foot in 1834. An I said foot is a competition, uh, competitive music, fe uh, festival of music and poetry. You know, Co we go competitive poetry. Yeah, yeah, love competitive poetry. Oh my god, it's the fucking best. That's heated. I love a round robin of oh. yeah. Oh, <laughs> fuck yeah. Ooh, nothing quite like it. Yeah, in Welsh. Oh yeah, in Welsh too. Yeah, so you're like, or, what is sorry, happening? Or in, in Druid. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> Uh, because in this of, corner. <laughs> because of that speech, he was invited to be a judge at the I said foot bar bardic. Just let it go. Bardic mm -hmm. competition. I'm sorry. Where was it? Uh, the I said foot <laughs> bardic competition. Bardic co bardic competition. Bardic. Okay, bardic. Sure. <laughs> Do you, hmm. hmm? 
I haven't said anything for 25 minutes. <laughs> the top prize went to Tali Essen Williams, son of famous Welsh nationalist and druid Yalo Morganug. Tali Essen won for his translation of the Welsh ode on the British Druids. Boy, this Which is, is a barn burner. I mean, honestly, just the time when. Yeah. Honestly. He Imagine just... if you dropped an iPhone in this era. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> William joined the Society of the Rocking Stone, a group of neo druids who met at the Stone Circle in Pontypridd. Also, a great Rolling Stones cover band. Yeah. yeah. That one, by the way, looks nothing like it sounds. As opposed to the others? <laughs> this one. Is... <laughs> fair. Totally fair. We normally the... ask people to shut the fuck up, but that was okay. So we're, uh... And this is the only country I'm going to allow it, because you're... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we know you're right for sure. <laughs> uh, he rose up the Druid ranks very quickly. Wow, rose up the druid rank. It feels yeah. like Starfleet. <laughs> Captain. By 1837, he was one of the neo-druid leaders. So, we're, so this is sticking. He's a neo-druid. Uh, but he was unique even amongst his fellow druids having his own beliefs, which was easy to do because no one really knew shit about druids. Yeah. Neo-druids were making it up as they went along. Right, so yeah. Uh, because he had his own beliefs, tension grew between his druid faction and other druid factions. That, it, it's just like when like religions argue about the specific. Yeah. You're like, but you don't know. It's None like, it's yeah, true. but you can't have pork. He said so. Religious room. Yep. You can have if pork. In, it just yeah. Yeah, you're in. Well, you're in Wales. It's the heart of. Is Islam? Yeah, this is where and ISIS was found. Judaism. Yeah, this is where ISIS is from. Yeah. Uh, sorry, it's pronounced Yakhnafayevha. <laughs> uh, William had been most influenced by Druid Edward Williams, who went by the Bardic name Yellow Morgan Oog, who I already talked about. He claimed to have tons of Druid documents and passed them off as ancient Druidism. So, I mean, he found. come on, this is like Joseph Smith, right? This is like the golden plates. You know, I actually found a bunch of notes from the Druids. But I, uh, I'm the lucky one. And they said I'm in charge. It took scholars over 100 years to prove that it was all lies. Right. Yeah. No Anytime one had... anyone, like, finds the thing, that it's just not no, true. No, that's never yeah, a thing. No one in Welsh history has more historical forgeries. William feared the Welsh language was dying out as English spread, which was one reason he latched on to Yellow's beliefs. Just think about how much easier your night would be if that had happened. Yeah. <laughs> he screwed you, bro. <laughs> the Welsh were a dispossessed people and were seeking a respectable place in the British world. William became obsessed with Druidism. He gave lessons in Welsh every Sunday, trying to revive Welsh culture. In 1838, he called for the Society of the Rocking Stone to raise funds for a Druid museum. Okay, a Druzeum. He wanted to build a 100-foot-tall tower mm -hmm. 
It would cost about a thousand pounds. William was backed by Francis Crochet uh, of the Crochets, sure. who uh, were who were also super into druidism. Okay, so they're really rich, and some of the kids are getting into dru- druid right. stuff. Yeah, need a hobby. <laughs> yeah, but the Druid Museum didn't get enough support, and William was furious. Sure, he wrote a piece for the local paper, scolding people for ignoring quote your immortal progenitors to whom you owe your very existence as a, as a civilized people. Okay. So the Welsh aren't on board, and he's bumming. Yeah. He was trying to establish himself as the all-knowing leader of Druids. <laughs> Quite a goal. William also became a known figure in the local Chartist movement. Chartism was a national working-class populist movement fighting against injustices of the new industrial and political order in Britain. It called for every man to have the right to vote, regardless of their social standing. Right. Which is, yeah. Horseshit. Not women. Oh. Not women. Not women. Not women. Let's settle down. Not ladies. Let's not get I heard crazy. Some... Let's not get crazy. Yeah, let's not. My God. Look what happened. Man. We... Look what happened when we let one woman run for president. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't healed yet. Yeah. Uh, obviously. That's what equality was back then. We want the, for every person should have the same rights, as long as they have a penis. Yes! Uh, William was outspoken and very soon became a Chartist leader. His Welsh language classes started getting broken up by police who thought it was cover for weapons training. <laughs> well, they were probably like, uh, when I'm, I'm looking at what he's reading, and that is not what he's saying. <laughs> There's no way that's a word! Yeah, yeah. Where are the guns? Yeah. <laughs> On... Uh, Monday, the 4th of November, 1839, the Newport Rising took place. William did not go to the march, nor did his followers, even though he had bought seven pieces of artillery for the <laughs> assault. Wait. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> so the cops were right? Yes. <laughs> cops were totally right. Okay, I, for a minute, I was like, man, cops just don't get They're just jerk-offs. No, he was getting weapons. For yeah, people. but yeah. instead he is actually... Creating an arsenal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But he didn't go that day because he was suspicious of another leader, John Frost, and thought it would end in disaster. And he was right. The charters were crushed by soldiers. Around 22 were killed. Leaders were convicted of treason and sentenced to be hanged, drawn, and quartered. Jesus. Uh, well, let's... All right. Let's the not get too pumped up. The sentence were later commuted to transportation. Oh. Well, that's... That's fine. Yeah. Transportation was when they put you on a boat and send you off. To America way better. or Australia. Yeah, way better. Yeah. I mean, Until at the time, not now. Yeah. Not now. Now that now you'd rather be drawn and quartered. Until you, <laughs> until you get to Australia and try to pick up a stick and it kills you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so now William was in danger. The ports were closed as authorities looked for him. And he fled and made his way onto a boat dressed as a woman. Yes, great. He actually asked one of the guys looking for him for directions. <laughs> Hello. Yes, what are you looking for? I was looking for a boat. Well, my lady, I would gladly uh, show you in person if that would be all right with you. Uh, yes. <laughs> Gets lonely uh, constantly searching for people. Sometimes I'm not only searching for criminals, but for a uh, soulmate. Druid! Mm, you've got a serpent's tongue, and I like that. <laughs> Take my arm. I'll show you where you're going. Okay. I'm looking for a prick right now named William. Yeah. You like that I'm uh, 
Law enforcement, I can tell. No. You're being cops pull- are fascists. Well, get over here, you. <laughs> uh, so he went to Paris and lived in temporary exile. Still as the woman, obviously. No. He's, oh no, he dropped the outfit. Yeah, oh, okay. Dropped, I thought it was going to be a whole new wrinkle. Uh, there he became friends with a Captain Phelps. Uh, and then he became close with Phelps' daughter. Mm. She was 16, he was 39. Hey, sorry, can we get the beers out of the bucket so Daddy can barf in it? <laughs> okay. Quote, unfortunately, the relationship with Phelps ended when Price enjoyed taking the girl to the country, undressing her, and caressing her nude body. Uh, it's France. Wait, so that, that's when the relationship ended? Yep. Okay. No, with the captain. Oh, right, that's when the cat, right, because of, that That adds up, yep. He frowned upon what William was doing to his 16-year-old daughter. Yeah, caressing her nude body. Right, in right. In a field. Right. Supposed to do that in a house. Or at, <laughs> at Jeffrey Epstein's. <laughs> Guys, he killed himself. Get over it. Yeah. Enough. Enough conspiratorial thinking. It's pretty obvious. While he was in France, he went to the Louvre Museum Mm -hmm. uh, and had what has been described as a, quote, turning point in his religious life. Oh, dear. Dear, dear, dear. Well, he saw a stone there. (laughs) And he became Did he spit on it to make it? (laughs) No, I don't think you can raise the value of this one. He became obsessed with the stone. It had a Greek inscription he believed was an ancient Druid poem addressing the moon. So, he, not a, maybe the most stable-minded gentleman. At he's this, in the museum. He sees Greek writing on a rock, and he's like, that's Druid to the moon. Yep. <laughs> Again, little red flag, may we yeah. say? Yeah, okay. Well, it was not. It was Greek. Right. Uh, and, and the poem idea was another of uh, Yalo Morganog's, now it's in the traditional spelling, which terrifies me, uh, Yalo Morganog's fantasies. W's, okay. like, sounds like two O's. William said the inscription was a prophecy from an ancient Welsh prince named Alan. It feels like he missed the mark a little bit on the name. Like, if you're making it up, which he is, He's making you could just up. go big. Yeah. Yeah. It said a man, uh, the prophecy said a man would come in the future to reveal the secrets of the Welsh language and liberate the Welsh people. Is that you? That's right. That's right. You're the one, you're the one from the rock prophecy. William believed the prophecy ap- applied to him. What? And he had to go back to Wales to free his people from the English. Now, okay. If you, it's a leap to go into a museum and see a rock and be like, this is, this is important. But for you to be like, there is a chosen one coming and it's me. That's like, that's like double crazy. That's like, well, if you're the only one that can read it, it's like pulling the stone, the sword out of the stone. Same deal. No, it's not. Uh, And let's not get too factual on the sword and the stone. (laughs) Historian Ronald Hutton, quote, nobody else had heard of this person or made anything like the same interpretation of the inscription. Right, because it was totally made up in his head. When uh, when William returned to Wales in 1840, authorities watched him. 
He again worked as a doctor for laborers. He founded another druid group. Sure, a droop. They walked around carrying staffs engraved with druid symbols. So we are now seeing the effect of his upbringing from his father who walked... Yeah, no, we are. You don't need to deny it. Uh, The local police constable, quote, they are all violent and notorious chartists and are called Mr. Price's scholars. That was not true. They were druids. His time in the Chartist was coming to an end. Instead of becoming their parliamentary candidate, he was double-crossed by another Chartist faction, and he left. Uh, He began dressing more and more like an ancient druid. Here we go. All right. And we're off. And we're off. He wore... What is that? Yeah, that's like... He wore a fox fox fur hat. Uh, Oh, it was a little Davy Crockett vibe. (laughs) And emerald green clothing. Okie dokie. So like Like a Peter Pan, David Crockett. Like they did back then. Sure. Right. And this, again, is based on... The ancient Druid text. Which is completely invented by him right now. And the other other guy more. Okay, right. Morgan Oog. Okay. He also grew his beard long and stopped cutting his hair. He began a relationship with a woman, Anne Morgan, and she moved in with him. In 1842, they had a daughter. She was baptized by William at Rocking Stone in Pontypreth. I tried. As Gwen Holian Irashus Morganug. There's hmm? no way any of that's right. Uh, then I think we'd all love to hear it one more time. Gwen Holian Irashus Morganug. <laughs> it's not even close. Uh, Now, William was also into free love Mm. He had an insatiable appetite for young women And had sex as often as possible Okay, well, remember the young women part Let's pump the brakes And he could Quote, women of the parish were somewhat in awe of this figure in their midst Many failed to resist his advances That's a weird way of putting it they would succumb to his advances? Yeah, he's yeah. a sexy motherfucker. It's right, much. yeah. What's like, not to love? He's dressed like Robin Hood with a coonskin cap on. That's right. Long beard, long hair. Yep. Probably some snakes in his pocket at this point. Not gonna... He condemned marriage. Quote, matrimony is to be mercilessly condemned as an institution which reduces the fair sex to a condition of slavery. Well... And that's how he got laid. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good angle to work. Yeah. Close to what I think. Yeah. Uh, his daughter died when she was just seven months old. Oh. Of druid. She got an ancient druid disease. <laughs> That's probably what he said. Yeah. Uh, druids. William started making his own obelisks and stone circles on his property. His own what? What's, what's an obelisk? It's like a... It's oh, he's a big pointed he, rock. He's putting pointed rocks in circles? He's making them and putting them together. Yeah, okay. he's doing that on his property. Do you know why? Because he's lost his mind completely. No, because he's a druid. Right, okay. That's what druids do. Well, again, it's really up for interpretation, so... No, that's what druids do. Okay. <sighs> Are you a druid? No, I just respect them. <laughs> it's a weird line. <laughs> Normal townspeople were freaked out by midnight processions that he led to graveyards. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair, a bunch of druids going to a graveyard at midnight. That's all right. That's yeah. freaky. That's oh, a weird thing. Oh, How do you know? 
Hey, how do you know, motherfucker? They might have. I mean, they might have been singing like uh, the Seven Dwarfs. Who knows? I don't know. He Actually, tried... now that's what I'd like to picture. Keep going. He tried to hold Druid events and organize an Eisted foot at Pontpreth in 1844. And what is an Eisted foot? It's a, it's a music and poetry competitive. Oh, it's another, oh, it's another one of those. It's a competitive poetry. poetry and music festival. Right. When even if you win, you didn't win. Yeah. Everybody loses. Yeah. It's kind of like a Renaissance fair's head talking. Right. Okay. Uh, but no one showed up to his. Uh, yeah. You're a little too empathetic. William began signing his name with hieroglyphics. <laughs> so does that mean you're chiseling into the paper? No. Ting, 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 no, ting. he's just writing out a higher, you know, like when he gives a prescription, he's like, there you go, buddy. Uh, this is a man about to shoot an arrow. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, what is this? Mm-hmm, that's my signature. Hey, look at the back of my card. See? Same thing. <laughs> when... When Yallo's son, Taliesin, died, a man named Evan Davies, who went by Johan Morgenug or Yeyan Meyer... Either works. <laughs> ...declared himself the arch-druid of the bards of the Isle of Britain. So, I mean, this, so this is pretend for grown-ups? This is like... <laughs> they're LARPers, essentially? Right? Isn't that what's happening? Like, just kind of like, well, I'm actually chief druid in charge of dirt. Um, well, what's, uh, what's the difference between this and a guy going, I'm Pope now? Well, obviously, there's no smoke coming out of a chimney, <laughs> which is a huge part of how the Pope decision goes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Read your Bible, bro. So after Evan Davies declared himself archdruid of the Bards of the Isle of Britain, William was fucking livid. <laughs> Because he thought he should be the Archdruid. He had found the letters on the rock in France, after all. But was Archdruid, a, like, it, was it invented? Yeah, neither Yalo or Taliesin ever called themselves the Archdruid. They, they were both just kind of making it up. But Davis said he had been given the mystical egg found in a Druid chamber. Oh my God, he found the mystical egg? My luck is such bullshit. Worst part is, I didn't even know about the mystical egg until just now. Should have found it. Yep. He found the mystical egg in a druid burial chamber 400 years ago. Uh, he f- or, you know, he was given the mystical egg that was found 400 years ago. That's better, because otherwise you're like, oh my God. <laughs> Are we Highlanders? Oh, and Davis also started calling himself Mevar Morgan Oog and the scholar of Glam Morgan. Uh, no, no, no. Deems. <laughs> no. Do not. No. no. This Think... is enabling. Things, t- <laughs> things took an even worse turn. How? <laughs> when... We're making a mystical omelet. <laughs> what do you mystically want in it? We've got mystical peppers, some mystical mushrooms. You get some mystical build your own. <laughs> Well, Davis, Davies managed to have two stone circles installed at the same location where William had tried to build his museum. Oh, the nerve. The two men would have druid tension for decades. <laughs> A thing not known before today. <laughs> druid tension. 
Now, William had gone full Druid at this point with his clothing. He now had several outfits. They were bright red or green. He sometimes wore a red tartan shawl. He had goats etched onto the gold buttons. Locals pointed out both he and goats liked to fuck a lot. Not on the local sides. (laughs) So he's in midlife, William. uh, Oh, is he? What happens at midlife? Well, he started to appear in court a lot. <laughs> Why, Dave? <laughs> well, he was either sued or being or, or suing people. Okay. Uh, he would shamelessly play to the jury. Some cases were stopped because he wouldn't swear on the Bible. Sometimes he mocked the proceedings by having his new infant daughter there as a fellow counsel. <laughs> I like a baby lawyer. <laughs> I like that. Or he'd say his name was something other than it was. People started to go to court just to watch him do his thing. I would do that. Yeah. From one court case. Prosecutor. Pray, sir, are you a member of the Royal College of Surgeons? William, they say so. Prosecutor. But really, I wish to know whether you are a member of the college or not. William. Yes, I am. Prosecutor. And is this dress in which I now see you the uniform of a surgeon who is a member of the college? William, it is not. It is the dress of the ancient court at Glamorgan. <laughs> so it went like that. A yeah. Bit. No further questions. <laughs> Counselor? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> Can we take a recess? And a real one. She wants to go play. She is... William went to an international exhibition in Cardiff in a goat-drawn carriage. In a goat-drawn carriage? What? Those goats were like, no, no dude, we're not, we that's not, how, plus no, how, how not many? our department. How many goats? Many goats. Many goats. Many, so, many goats. So many goats. Like 30 goats. And goats were like, what are we doing? Like, it probably, he was probably so late, because the goats were like, um, um, no, come on. Mush, mush, goaties, mush. It must have taken so long. Oh, my God. Well, we lost three goats. Uh, I ended up dragging the goats. I put them in the carriage. Uh, a national Eistead foot was held in 1860, and thousands went. The neo-Druids thought this was a turning point for Druidism. Well, and based on how familiar we are with that now, they were right. Davies was there wearing the mystical egg around his neck. You know what? All right. I'll be honest. Look, you can find the mystical egg. Fine. Good for you. You found it. Don't showboat. Okay? I'm going to turn it into a necklace. William was now 60 years old and completely immersed in Druids and their mythology. This is a bad age for that. He tried to start the museum project again. But it failed after coal was discovered on the land. Okay. He... <coughs> Disgraceful. Hold Disgraceful. on. Wait for this it. Is... Well, they make it easy. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Okay. I'm just nervous about when he comes back. Yeah, I know. I know. So coal's discovered on the land. He fought with was the Was this, owner... uh, sorry, real quick, clean coal? <laughs> yeah, it's okay, cool. Finally. That's right. He fought kind. with the owners in court, which led uh, to William being in a lot of debt. The debt caused him to flee to France again. 
Okay, time to get on the lady garb. From France, he wrote... Do you to need uh, help getting on the boat, miss? <laughs> I've been working here 40 years. Uh, never find my soulmate, personally. <laughs> you look very familiar. Mm. You, uh... Hi. You know about... Governor. You... You're a spicy fajita, aren't you? Mm. Gets lonely out here, you know. Mm. Yeah, 40 years I've been out here looking mm. for... A... You're just making noises, aren't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not listening. Yeah. Well, it's a quality I think I need in a mate. I tend to go on and on. Mm-hmm. I think I get that from my father. Mm. Bit of a rambler he was. Mm. Never forget the first time he took me to a bank. I've never seen anything like it. Took me a while one time, and then I thought to myself, I'll wait in this line. man said he had to make a deposit. I thought, all right, he's got to make a deposit, that's fine. Little did I know, you could also make withdrawals. Now, the funny thing about banking is sometimes they don't have the cash on hand that they say they do. A lot of it is, uh, you know, sort of a fake currency in a way. It's invented. But you can trust them. Now, that's where credit comes into play. Now, credit, you want to get good credit. Good credit's good. Bad credit's not good. No credit, bad credit, technically. That was the first time I went to the bank. <laughs> I'm glad he left. Yeah. Um, so when he was in France, he started writing to the national press, making exaggerating, exaggerated statements about himself and Welsh history. Mm-hmm. He claimed he was a lord of the southern Welsh and that, quote, all the Greek books are the works of the primitive bards in our own language. Wow, really reaching here. Yeah. <laughs> some, some of the letters were signed Lord His, Lord of De Haybarth, and leader of the 1164 Uprising. Oh my God, what? Yeah, what? you had a lot of shit going on. Well, I think, I mean, you know, I think it, you've crossed the threshold when you're claiming to be basically immortal. <laughs> he was in France for years. In 1870, he was 70 years old, but he still managed to have a few affairs in Paris. After five years, he went back to Wales, where he discovered his former girlfriend, Anne Morgan, had died. What? Yep. Okay. Uh, he settled down in the town of Cantrescent. Contrescent? Clantrescent? Okay, and what, and what letter does uh, that... Why don't you tell me what letter that, that town starts with? He's attacking the language, not oh, you. Oh, it starts with an L? <laughs> Fuck off! There's no C! There's no fucking C! Is that true? Clan? No, now you're hissing like a cat. Clan? Hey, why don't we name our team? Clan? That was it. Fucked up. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. This yeah. is a language you need saliva for. <laughs> There's a lot of people getting spit on in the face. Yeah, yeah. And if you're going to spit, do it on a rock. Oh. Make some grow or some shit. Anyway, there he opened a new medical practice. By the way, now, at first, this could have been a great story about a surgeon, about a, but now if this guy's opening a medical practice, it's scary. Because surely he's going to be like, we need to put a goat's head in your head. <laughs> he n- that would be pretty great. He now lived in a much smaller home amongst workers, though his practice was successful. But he was soon charged with manslaughter. 
That's a jump. Well, a man had been kicked in the knee by a horse two years before. And this it had, is not leading to manslaughter so far. And it had led to a large tumor on his kneecap. Okay. He's in a lot of pain, could barely work. The five doctors who saw him all recommended he have the leg removed. Oh, and here we go. William's like, you need a third leg. Uh, he went to William, and William said he could cure him. Oh, boy. William said about losing the leg, quote, it would be just as well he should have his head cut off. How much is that? <laughs> I don't have a good copay. He gave him some powder to take and a pint of beer. Okie dokie. And then he passed a needle tied to silk through the tumor. He what? He what? He what? He tied some silk onto a needle and put it through the... Releasing blood and water and pressure. So it was full of, you know... So he's like releasing fluid from the knee. Yeah. Right, but he's putting silk into it? Yeah, and he left the silk in the tumor and tied it off. Uh, so he just put like a ribbon on his knee? Yep. There you are. Now it looks like a present. Good work. You get to keep that leg, too. It really hurts. It should. All right, we'll see ya. Drink that beer. Take that molly. We'll see you in a bit. Did I mention I'm from 1846? And you might hear a guy saying he found the mystical egg. There's <laughs> no mystical egg. <laughs> it's uh, a worm, and I have it. Uh... Uh, so the guy died in a couple of days. Any, reason, any thoughts on what, what went wrong? <laughs> no. No? Mm-mm. Is he the first guy to die of silk knee? <laughs> no, other people have. It's other people have silk common knee. in yeah. Wales. Sure. He arrived in court in a, quote, fine brougham with, uh, with a pair of horses and two servants. He was dressed in a suit of green, lined with and trimmed with scarlet, and a handsome fur cap. Okay. So, like, the jury would be, like, relatable. <laughs> I get this guy. After hearing the evidence, the judge told the jury uh, William could not have known puncturing the tumor would end like this and instructed them to find him not guilty. The judge did? Is that yeah. what? That's not. Is that. Yeah. Wasn't the judge. What's that's, happening? That's what he did. Isn't it going the opposite? Like the Don't ju- worry about it. Okay, but it just seems strange for the judge. Well, I think we can all agree, not guilty. Why don't you guys go in back and come back with that? That's how this works. And also, yeah, okay, yeah, he didn't know that it would end in death. Yeah. Still, he didn't know that it would cure a tumor. I mean, he put silk into a guy. Sometimes you gotta put silk in a guy. No, you don't. Unless it's a magician. Or you're in love. Fair, fair. As he left the court, a large crowd in the street cheered him and followed him to his hotel. Okay, of course. It's just always, always a group of people who are like, you're the best. You get it. William next sued the Repera estate, including a Monmouth and Brecon claiming it, was always, it had always belonged to the Druids, and therefore it was in his family. He I mean, said there was an oblong on the estate that proved this, but only he could read it because he was the arch-Druid. <laughs> he did not win the case. Was his lawyer like, eh, I, yeah, let's, we'll try. I don't feel great about it. What does your daughter think? <laughs> That's a good angle, actually. I like that angle. Don't work that. 
At the end of 1870, he attended uh, uh, Eisteddfoot in Merthyr, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where he debuted his new look, a wool purple one-piece covered in green druid letters. So from... he's like the Riddler now? <laughs> yeah. All right, perfect. Uh, By the, the way, if you hear this guy's debuting a new outfit, you're like, oh, shit, this is going to be... What? It's like fashion week. Uh, and they, of course, a one-piece. It's a one-piece. Yeah, it's a one-piece wool. What if you have to go pee? I do it inside! Uh, they loved him in this outfit at the Eisted Foot. Yeah. Well, to be fair, they were starved for entertainment. Yeah. In 1871, he published uh, his long-worked-on philosophy of Druidism. Mm-hmm. There's no... Uh, pronunciation for this, so Gilles and I, he thought. There we go. I think you got it. We got it in one. Good work, Dave. It's probably (laughs) He thought he would make, uh, this would make him the leader of the Neo-Druids, but it was completely unintelligible. So he moved to the It's it's really difficult to not move up the ranks of a completely invented, imagined system. It really is. Yeah. Because you can just always make up shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, literally, you're just like, I found a new egg. It's better. And then you're like, whoa, this guy. Who's the new guy? (laughs) What? There's a new egg? (laughs) Uh, Do you think that guy had to replace that egg a bunch? Yeah, I guarantee you every night that guy went home and, like, was dipping toast in it and was like... I've got the new one. <laughs> I'm having eggs and soldiers. <laughs> uh, so he moved to the ancient town of Khachvistant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, gorgeous this time of year, too. Get yeah, there. If you've never really been to Khachvistant. It really is. I apologize. You've got to go there. The mayor's a cat who's being sick. It's a uh, <laughs> gorgeous, gorgeous name. <laughs> Uh, he believed this was a place where early Druids had a settlement and decided this Celtic kingdom is where he'd live for the rest of his life. I, this is, I mean, this is like Welsh Mormonism. I mean, it's just, everything is just like, and uh, this, I mean, you see something, you're like, this was important to the Druids. Yeah. Because I, it is. You can literally just say whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. It's like, um, unlike I'm, now. Unlike in a religion. <laughs> Have you heard of religion? Yeah. That's pretty clear. Um, but the town was not what it used to be. One historian called it, quote, a mean little town. Mm-hmm. Another said it was, a fil- it was filthy with falling apart buildings and the streets were knee high with dung. Yeah. yeah well, it hasn't changed. Yeah. Yeah. Fugitives, thieves, and sex workers populated the town's 27 pubs. 27? 27 pubs is like a good amount for now. Yeah. I think that's what the whole economy was based on. I mean, it's just like, oh, if I had to go to another pub, then we're going to go to a pub. Should you like it? Pub? We're a pub. <laughs> so William took advantage of the state of the town and bought property, and then more, and more. And by 1881, his property was worth 10000 The locals were, quote, alarmed by him and his views on marriage. Mm-hmm. Even at his yeah, and he's like what, like seventy three now, and just like he's eighty. Uh... Oh my god, how is he living so long? I think it's that egg. Yeah, he's he's eighty one. He's eighty one, and yeah. he's still fucking he's... like a barn owl. <laughs> Are they known as bangers? I mean, I mean, they. I thought their thing was mice. No, in, in Wales, 
That's a classic Welsh. Man, if I saw two owls fucking, I would lose my mind. I mean, say who, bitch? Say who? Uh, uh, As his head's turning around. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's actually the best way for doggy. If your partner could be like, "Hello, how are you doing over there? It's good. Yeah, it's all right. All right, go back that way." Ah, yeah. Uh, so, so even even at his advanced, even at his advanced, it's an age, important point. I know. I'm I know. Glad it someone is. finally made it. It's a visual that it's important. Yeah. Even at his advanced age, he was attractive to ladies. Some women weren't all of him. So he's like Mick Jagger. Right. You right. Still, you still might fuck him. Right. And he dresses a little like Mick Jagger too. Yeah. Yeah. That summer, he was taken to court due to complaints about water closets on his properties. Oh, God forbid. Yeah. What? Do you know what a water closet is? I mean, I think I do. It's a bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Just making sure. I was, for a second, I thought you opened it and like a flood comes out. I was like, <laughs> I'm familiar with water closets, I thought. Uh, he was charged with neglect to, quote, abate a nuisance caused by an accumulation of filth in the closet of a cottage he owned behind an inn. Okay, so his closets don't have much water in them. They're yes. sort of like daddy's pockets. It's a filth closet. Right, okay. William was upset. That? Okay. William was upset because the sanitation authority had built toilets for his cottages and charged him for it. And the cottage was now vacant and the bathroom was filthy. One reason was because there was a, quote, gap in the wall that allowed the local people to use it. I, I'm, like, kind of fathoming it, but I don't want to fully grasp. I'm just assuming we're talking about a shit pile. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. William called the order uh, to clean the bathroom uh, from the sanitation authority, quote, malicious, spiteful, and unjustifiable prosecution. Uh-huh. He was given seven days to clean the filth by the court. He still fought it. Finally, the board just gave up and ended the prosecution. And William had the water closet torn down anyway. Rather than clean it? Doesn't that take more work? Right, tear it down. Well, we could just... No, tear it down. We're done. It's over. I'm done. <laughs> he then uh, met the next love of his life. Oh, God. Gwen Xian Shuellen. Close? You don't know, so it sounds right. I'm... The fuck do you know? I'm nervous for an age on this. Well, she understood his druid beliefs. Dave, that, that sounds very childlike to me. He was 80? Yeah, I'm aware of his pervy age. How old is she? 21. Oh. I, I, dare I say we've set the bar solo, I'm a little relieved. 21. Get some of that hot old dick. That's like when Manson was getting like girls who were like 20. You were like, what? Yeah, but Manson's got those eyes. Yeah. <laughs> There's something attractive about a lover that can't blink. <laughs> they had a, a druid wedding on his 81st birthday at the Rocking Stone in Pontypridd. A druid wedding? Two weeks later was the equinox and more of the wedding ceremony. At Rocking Stone at exactly noon, William talked to the sun, speaking in an older, made-up Welsh language. 
People watching were convulsing with laughter. <laughs> yeah. I would go to this wedding without question. And now I'll communicate with the sun in an old Welsh language that nobody's heard, i.e. gibberish. Uh... Gwen, Shean, and William had a son on August 8, 1883. He was named Yisu Christ. Why is that crazy? This is the Welsh name for Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. What? <laughs> was he like, is that taken? Has somebody... It's a family name. It's an old family name. Wow, that's like what Kanye should start calling himself. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Kanye's Yisoo. new album. Yisu. Yisu? Uh-huh. Ooh. So... Yisu crazy. Obviously, this was a bit per- provocative because, you know, Christian religions were the dominant Some religions. would call it blasphemous. People were not happy. Really? William said he picked Jesus Christ because he was expecting his son to do great things. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And quote, die early. <laughs> he, quote, will reign on earth and that in him the ancient uh, druidical system will be restored. Druidical system? Now we're just getting I mean, weird. I think we're making these words up. Oh, I point. know we are. But, sadly, Jesus Christ died five months later on January... No, no, no. Three days later, though. <laughs> Wait for it. Papa, tis I. <laughs> but he can't. He's five months old, so he can't say anything. Well, yeah. Jesus didn't need to say a lot of stuff. It just like, you know, turn uh, dirt into fish and shit. Dirt into fish yeah, and yeah. shit. Yeah. So he turned dirt into fish and shit. Dude, that's slang. Come on. <laughs> Read the Bible, man. It's in there. Revelations. You Revelations. get the fish. You get the shit. Yeah. Cheat up, boys. <laughs> Sorry, I'm out of fish spells. <laughs> I can only do five a day. Did Jesus call them spells? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Remember? Yeah, the whole thing with yeah. Jesus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, what's that? Water? Ba, 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 bam! Zappadoo! That's wine. Let's party. Uh, have some of my body. Eat some of my body, guys. Soak it up. Heba Kazam! Oh, that's yeah. shit. <laughs> I turned shit into shit. I'm not very good at this. It's bigger, though, Jesus. Good work. Oh, you're placating me. Now, William did not believe in burying corpses because that would pollute the earth. So he Dave? decided... Pump the brakes. He wasn't going to bury the kid. So he decided to cremate his son's body. Okay. You know what? I'm relieved. I, I thought it would be like time to eat him. Now, cremation was not a thing at the time. Then that is weird. Though some had begun to talk about it as a way to deal with corpses because there were too many corpses in the UK. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be coming back. Yeah, that's after, that's, that's post-Brexit. Yes, I think the idea now is that we just do mass burnings. Yes. <laughs> yes. Quote, churchyards throughout the country were becoming unsanitary with overcrowded burial plots in densely populated areas. City dwellers were all too aware of the attendant horrors of overcrowded burial grounds, drunken grave diggers, body snatchers, the ever-present stench of corruption, and the sight of bones carelessly thrown up 
from yawning graves. Bones thrown up from yawning graves? Every time we do a medical story, there's just, there's part of it's always like, and then parts were sticking out of the grave. Like, yeah. It's just not. Yeah. This yeah. Is before they knew six feet. They were like two feet. That's the rule. Or half. Just cover them with dirt. Like yeah. A dog. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, I like his arm out. That's a cool look. Yeah, yeah it's like a haunted graveyard. Ooh, spooky. Um, there was even a cremation society of Great Britain as people were pushing for, uh, for an alternative to burial. They were called the cremates. The cremates. Uh, but still, there had not been a, uh, any, a cremation yet as far as anyone knew in um, Well, in Jesus, get off the cross. Let's That's do this. Right. <laughs> At sundown on Sunday the 13th, of January 1884, William climbed to a hilltop and made a fire. He had already had someone place a cask of paraffin oil at the spot. Sure. Some locals saw the fire and went up to see what was going on. What are you doing? Roasting marshmallows? <laughs> My God. <laughs> My God. His middle name was Marshmallow. <laughs> We're still eating him. Just with some graham crackers and chocolate. Jesus Marshmallow Christ. Yeah. <laughs> That's where Christ on a cracker comes from. By the way, can you hand me the graham crackers? Yeah. Uh, they found William chanting in an unintelligible language in front of the cask yeah. of paraffin oil. Again, gibberish. Total gibberish. Yeah. In which there was a, the baby's body wrapped in napkins. The local churches emptied out, and seeing the fire, the, the people all started walking up the hill. Huh? And then they stood shocked as the flames reached five feet high and someone ran to get the police. Officers Francis and Hoyle ran up when they got there. Oh, I like this duo. Hello, we're Francis and Doyle, right? When they got there, some of the crowd were threatening to attack William, but William said he had a pistol and would shoot the first man who did. That's good negotiating. And you know what happens if you die around William. It's fire time. <laughs> Quote, Hoyle kicked the barrel hard enough for it to fall, and the burning corpse rolled out. Although wrapped in napkins, its gruesome content was clear as the bare chest and exposed arms and legs were all alight. Well, I mean, burning napkins. Napkins. Yeah, yeah, you wrap it in napkins. Yeah, you do like three napkins. It's like, there we go, that'll do. I'll go into the Dunkin' Donuts and get a handful of napkins. We'll wrap the kid in those. It'll be fine. I wasn't expecting... What, am I supposed to mache him? Let's go. The mob broke into a frenzy, shrieking at the sight of the burning baby's corpse. Now, when you put it like that, I get it. Yeah, okay. Women fainted, others cried out in terror. Women always fainted. A man hooked a stick into the body and dragged it. Finally, someone who honors the body of the child. A man who put a hook through it. <laughs> Still blazing across the grass to the hedge Jesus where he Christ. used turf to extinguish the burning flesh and napkins. So, in other words, the choice was made instead of burning the child to half burn it and then beat it out with, like, a, a hook? There we go. Drag it. He didn't beat it. He dragged it. No, what are you doing? He didn't beat it. I didn't? He, he dragged it. I didn't? No, he dragged it oh. and then covered it in dirt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the hell's wrong with you? Yeah, what's wrong with me? Yeah. Yeah. I'm the creep in the story. Yep. Fair, Dave. 
The crowd of 300 were now furious, and someone yelled, quote, Let us burn the old devil! Constable Francis... uh, Are they talking about the baby? No. They're talking... William. Well, what the fuck? So they're opposed to burning... You know what I mean? Well, there's a weird line here. Yeah, okay. That's fair. Don't burn the baby. Burn the sinner. Uh, So the constable rushes William and grabs him and, and seizes him, and they take him to jail. They put William in one cell and the baby's corpse in the other. We don't want them conferring about what their stories are. We'll interview them separately. First, the mummified youth. And you better talk, you little son of a bitch. Hey, you got to get Sorry, my partner. Here, my, my partner here gets a bit you hot. My partner here gets a bit hot around the collar. You have to excuse him now. Nah, nah, go away. Look, look, look. I'm not that different from you, right? Sure, I'm a bit older. I'm not ashy. I've never been thrown in a fire with napkins. But I like milk. Wouldn't it be nice? Go no, fucking kill him oi, again! Oi, oi. You have to excuse my partner. He's had a rough week. It's a tough business. You're sick, baby! Hoyle, take a minute. Take a minute, Hoyle. <sighs> anyway, walk us through the evening. I'm taking off my badge. Uh-huh. Uh, the kid's good, he won't talk. Well, the old man says he's a druid. We got a lot of problems here, Mac. This case is a nightmare. Uh, so, people surrounded William's house. Mm-hmm. There was concern they would attack uh, Gwenchian, but inside were four large, well-trained dogs that kept the crowd at bay. She also armed herself with two pistols. Wow, all right. I like this standoff. Finally, the police arrived and kept watching, guarded the house. People also surrounded the jail. They thought William had killed the baby Jesus Christ. (laughs) That's his name. I I know. It's still working for me. (laughs) An inquest was held two days later. Crowds gathered. Both William and Gwenchian refused to say if she was the mother. Okay. I mean, it goes on for hours where they're trying to get her to admit she's the mother. Right, okay. The coroner ruled the baby Jesus Christ had died from natural causes. <laughs> mm-hmm. He did not put the baby's name on the death certificate, but instead wrote, quote, unchristianed child. Well, that, Okay. The police asked the coroner to bury the baby, and the coroner said legally he couldn't. And then William demanded that he be given his child's body back. Uh, there's a lot going on right now. <laughs> the coroner won't bury it? Yeah, he's like, legally, I can't bury the baby. It's... And they were like, what law is that? He's like, the law that's just, I don't want to do it. So <laughs> I have a dinner at five, and I'm like super late. This whole thing, I wasn't supposed to be here today. Plus the baby smells. Yeah. yeah. Like I did spill bait. some soda and use it, though, because it was the napkins are just... Yeah. I think it's the quicker, thicker, picker-upper. <laughs> uh, so, when the coroner left the police station, he was pelted with rocks by the crowd. <laughs> so then he dies in another coroner. Well, I don't know. It looks like... The police said they would allow William to have 
the baby's body what? if he signed a document promising to bury the baby. And okay, William, that seems pretty fair. William refused. Sure, because, right, of course. The next day, he was hit with two charges for not properly handling a body and illegally disposing of a corpse. Still, William demanded the body. There was no legal way to avoid it, but the court also didn't want to give it the body unless he promised a burial, so finally he agreed. Okay. He took the body to one of his empty houses. And while in the house, he and his servant prepared dinner and chopped up three buckets of turnips. Um... Dave? Uh-huh? It feels like they haven't done the chore yet, and I'm worried that they're doing it right now. A crowd gathered outside thought he was cutting up the body. Oh, that, I, thought, I seriously thought he was about to make Jesus stew. <laughs> I really did. I thought he was like Elmer fudding his baby. Okay, that's good. Okay, so he... But still, very, that servant was like, should... Okay, just cut the turnips. Okay, great. We'll do some side work, and then I'll be your sous chef. And then we'll maybe get to... Okay, great. Uh, the police came and asked to see uh, the body, but William refused to show it to them. This is really honoring the child's memory. Yeah. Well, so William was tried in Cardiff for performing cremation rather than a burial. He argued that the law did not state whether cremation was legal or illegal, which was completely true. Right. The jury found him not guilty, and applause broke out in the court. Okay. After following the court case for a month, people now had a totally different opinion, and they were like, on, yeah, on cr- cremation. Cremation, right, yeah. Which They had been an angry mob one month before, but now people cheered him. He was given <laughs> this a... This is so typical of the angry mob. He totally. You're awesome now! Yeah, we've changed our minds 100%! Uh, when he got back to town, he was given a standing ovation. People were flying flags in support. Okay, a bit much. On March 14th, William cremated his son, Jesus Christ, with his own <laughs> personal druid prayers on the hilltop. Sure. Locals respectfully watched from the bottom of the hill. Different. The British Medical Journal celebrated William's victory and boosting the case for, quote, the hygienic value of cremation. William had done more for for cremation than doctors and the Cremation Society had done for over a couple of decades. The Cremation Society announced it would cremate anyone who requested it. (laughs) We're taking all burners! Jesus. (laughs) Really did a 180. If you're a body, come on down! I'll burn your grandma! (laughs) A little 800 number flashing at the bottom of the screen. Aunts, uncles, grandparents, we're doing them all! Sunday! And don't forget our Black Friday special. We'll burn two for one. <laughs> two bodies, one fire. Let's do this, whales. William was now more famous than he'd ever been, and he loved it. Pictures of him were being sold by shopkeepers in London. What? I mean, this really is a turnaround. He decided to commemorate the burning of his son's body and made 300 bronze oval-shaped medals with a goat and dragon eating its own tail on the front. What better way to honor your son than a dragon eating itself? In 1885, the first official cremation in Britain took place at Woking Crematorium. The first person was Jeanette Pickersgill. Ten were cremated the next year. In 1892, a crematorium opened in Manchester, then one in Glasgow, then in Liverpool and Birmingham. William gave lectures all over the place and attended events. 
But the lectures didn't go well because people didn't know what in the fuck he was talking about. I can sense that. They literally couldn't understand his gibberish. They were like, this is the guy who we think we're following? And of course, the egg <laughs> was not the right egg. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he made it up. Okay? I, I found the stone. I found the stone. It's written in Greek, but it was to me from the moon. All right? Now, I got to pee. I can't get out of this thing. I really, it's one piece. I got to... No, no. They also didn't understand the way he dressed, purple cloth and embroidered with green letters. People would come to sincerely hear him speak and ended up laughing hysterically at him. He was now such a celebrity that when one of his cows died, it was written up in the newspapers. Uh, He burned the cow. He burned the cow? Yeah, he burned it. That's called cooking. (laughs) In late 1884, Gwen had a second child. Uh-oh. Well, he's 84 now, and he's I still mean, having kids. Yeah, he's still popping live rounds. It's a medical term. Yeah. He named his new son Jesus Christ. Which means but, Jesus Christ. But this time, this time it was an homage to his first son, who was an homage to Jesus Christ. Okay, so it's just uh, like replacing a cat. Uh, yeah. Like, you're just like, this is my new name. Okay. Again, he thought his son had a very important future because he was the second coming of Jesus Christ. Hence the name. Well, the thir- he's the third coming. Third, he's the third, third coming. Yeah. Third coming. Uh, William predicted Jesus Christ would eventually reign over the entire planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, a lot of people in America are still pretty confident. Uh, on the 27th of May, 1886, Gwen Chian had a daughter. They named her Penelope. Penelope? Penelope. 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 What? Say it? No, not no. Penelope. Yeah, I would assume, but you'd know Penelope. Penel- no, Penelope. Penelope. Yeah. Yeah, okay. William then began to fade out of the public eye. Occasionally he'd make the news, like when he refused to send Jesus Christ to school. Dude doesn't need to go to school. He's Jesus Christ. He fucking knows everything. I mean, that's funny, though, when you get angry at him. Jesus Christ, come down here. I mean, I'm. Oh, never mind. In 1892, William erected a pole that was over 60 feet high. Yeah, he erected a pole for a while. That was over 60 feet high, had a crescent moon symbol at the top. This is where he wanted to be cremated. He still made regular trips to Cardiff in his druid clothes and attracted attention. Prince William died... uh, Sorry. (laughs) This is the last time we come here, guys. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, I mean, thank God I can't kill people by mispronouncing shit. Well, Dave, that's like a black mirror. That would be <laughs> a nightmare for you. William Price died at home in Kosrushlang <laughs> on uh, the 23rd uh, of January, 1893. When he was close to death, he said, quote, bring me a glass of champagne. <laughs> Those are his last words. Those are... Uh... That's pretty good. Uh, On the 31st of January, he was cremated on coal, as was stated in his will. 20,000 people watched the cremation. His family oversaw it. They were dressed in a mix of traditional Welsh and Druid clothing. After his wife remarried a road inspector employed by the local council. (laughs) You know what? I I just want something less Druid this time. I just... I could listen to you talk about your work all day. (laughs) It's so normal. 
Uh, yeah, well, I found a hole and I had to uh, put stuff on it. That's amazing. And you don't believe the moon talks to you. I love you. I love us. She walked away from being a druid and joined a Christian church. Jesus Christ and Penelope were baptized. Jesus was renamed Nicholas. Saint Nicholas. Saint Nicholas did not end up reigning over the world. Whoa. Well, yeah, he changed his name like a dickhole. Uh, in 2017, a commemorative green plaque was unveiled at Rudy Parish Hall to mark the nearby birthplace. Brian Davies, the former curator of the Pontypreth Museum, said of Price, quote, he was a remarkable man. He supported free education for the poor. He funded the first cooperative store. He operated an NHS-style business model in his doctor's surgery for 50 years, supported the movement for social reform. It is vital that historical figures are remembered and commemorated. <laughs> so he left some stuff out on the plaque. Yeah, I, that, like, that was the first half. Yeah, the second half, he's, he talked to the moon, he dressed like the Joker. The first half was great. He had a baby called Jesus Christ, two babies he called Jesus Christ. One, he tried to burn uh, a lot of stuff. That's the fir- yeah, the he first, yeah. He killed half. a guy with his knee. Yeah, he's the first guy to silk a man to death. <laughs> He threw a spear at someone. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get celebrated the first half. Wow, that's fucking nuts. Yeah, pretty normal place you got here. Yeah. Congrats. And actually, it's, per- it's not Cardiff. It's pronounced Yarnhoff. <laughs> so you know. Yeah, the, it is that first... It's the first half. The first half is dynamite. Yeah. The first half is perfect. Yeah, and then it goes that, off the rails. Yeah, huh? yes. Yeah, but right, he, yes. He, he ended up moving... Cremation for which needed cremation to, for needed sure to happen. Yes. needed to happen. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, I, the I mean, obviously, like we've let go of it to some extent, but the, I mean, the idea of like what happens to your body after you die to me is always so stupid. I mean, I'll do it unless you want I'll what do... I want, which, as I've said before, I want to be stuffed with my catchphrases on my chest. Oh no! And buttons I... that you can hit to make me keep me around. I like you'll be... hit a button and I'll be like, "It's Gareth, not Gary," and they'll be like, "He's still here." And I want to be tied to the back of a truck and dragged until there's nothing left. Yes. And I know your wife has pushed back on that, which is why she I'll has. carry that through. I will she carry has. that through. Um. And then when I, get, when I get pulled over for doing it, I'll be like, oh, my God, I forgot I tied him to that. Uh, I just ran into the gas station. So uh, almost all of this information came from uh, the book Whale's First Radical by Dr. William Price by Dr. Yes. Dean Powell. Sorry. Whale's First Radical, Dr. William Price by Dean Powell. Um, Yeah. At least you can say Jesus Christ now, and it's not technically blaspheming because you're like, no, I'm talking about his third, his second child. But at the uh, time, at the time, I didn't go into this because I'll probably just make an episode about it at some point. But they had uh, just body trains or funeral where they would just throw bodies on a train to get them out of London because there were so many fucking dead people. There they were sending where to them to them. Australia too. There's nowhere to put them. Yeah. No. Well, uh, you know, it's it'll be it, it's exciting. It'll be exciting to have body trains again. Yeah. Yeah. Which is probably a good time to remind people to follow and support Extinction Rebellion. Uh, yes. Segway. Yeah. Truly. Um, Even if you don't like I don't them. know if there's a better movement out there. So, um, yep, they're getting shit done. Yep. And um, guys, you can do anything you want. That's what we've learned tonight. 
Yeah. Don't listen to people. There is no ceiling. Believe in yourself. You can have two kids named Jesus Christ if you want to. Two. Just do it. Do it. Go ahead. Go for it. Aim for the stars. Aim for the moon, which incidentally is probably talking to you. Thank you guys so much for coming out. We appreciate it, truly. Thank you very much. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, this same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there.